This is part two of a two-part episode with P, a former Cuyahoga County Corrections Officer. Let's pick up where we left off at in the hands of the men in black. Next call was to the streets that we got him jumped and by the man in black. So this is the youngster, right? The, youngster. the one who's already wired up. The one's already wired up. Okay. So now me and my guy, we on the, on the off days with the music stone superior, wanna get some music. I guess the guy seen us going there. When they come in, it's three of them, two of us. He said, what's, I said, what's up? He said, man, you already know I want some break with, with such and such. My dude. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you want? What's up, bro? What you want to do? He said, you can wreck. Let's go. So the other guys are looking aggressive. We know him. I know him. We all know him. Yeah. So we go outside the side of the street. I'm detained. I'm holding the other two back. Let them get it in. I said, you want to you get in? He said, we're going to get it in. So we try to get it in. But one of the other guys was bigger than me. So now I'm in the middle of the street. Got him locked up on headlock. <laughs> Traffic stopped and everything. Cars yeah. on. Yeah. So now, yeah, so now it's two guys trying to get my dude. Mm-hmm. So I got to get up off of him. So I just hurry up. I said, man, come on. Get, get in the van. Let's pull off. Boom, we out. So now it's, it's, it went to another it level. It came to another level. Your another job level. came home. Came in the streets. Actually, it came in the streets. And these dudes, these dudes, they... They known for doing what they do. do. All right, I got to ask you a question. I don't know how long ago this was because you spoke on the heartless felons. This is an infamous gang that's in our prisons. There, they, it started in the um, juvenile system. Yeah. And I've, you know, I did 15 years. You know, I watched this gang maturate. I watched this gang grow. Oh yeah. So I want to um, ask you. Were they affiliated with Heartless Felons, no. or it wasn't that? It was a hood affiliation? It was a hood affiliation. No felon. It wasn't Heartless Felons. All right. So, I, I mean, you came in. What time? What, what year did you start, Joe? Two, oh, two? Yeah. 2000. 2000. 2000. So, I'm in the road. I just want to speak on the Heartless Felons a little bit. Yeah. So, did you see? Because they started as juveniles. I mean, they might have got cranked up around. 96, 97. 97. So, Somewhere was it a lot of them in the county? Well, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they actually did. They was younger at that time. Yeah, they was the younger. OGs, the original. Yeah, so because I watched them, I was in um, I was in Trumbull Correctional, and I watched this gang grow. Like, and I watched, you know, and I and I um, a lot of the the the, the um violence that we're seeing in our streets right now is, you know, they got a lot to do with it. Because I mean, I just, you know, no, go ahead. Listen, one of my favorite parts to work when I worked at there. In the county jail, which was a, which was adult, mm-hmm. was the juvenile pod. Now we didn't have that many juveniles. We had a dorm that maybe had ten cells for juveniles, and maybe six of them was filled up with it with a guy from that was. I had guys that was 11, 12, 13, 14 years old that was in there. It was bounded bounded over from juvenile to the county because of their case was so extensive. Mm-hmm. So, but when I actually get to sit there and talk to these guys. All they want was love. All they needed was love. They needed uh, a big brother. They needed, uh, they needed somebody they could look up to. I swear, man, that's the same thing I got from these dudes. But like, that's why they heartless because they didn't have, they didn't have no love. 
And that's, oh, wow, that's fucking crazy you said that. Because I build with a lot of them. And, you know, yeah. they, I was, you know, I was on my 12th year, 10th year. But, yeah. you know, they was coming in early. But I, I had knew they was called the fam. He like, yeah. I'm in the fam. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I used to pull them to the side, like outside of that, and build with them. Like, yeah. you know, because they respect that oh, OG. OG. You know what I'm saying? They were some good dudes. But they didn't have that father figure. They ain't had that backbone. And they like to build with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But they was some real good dudes. You know what I'm saying? It's and they was led astray. Like, yeah. And they in the gang. Like, but to say that, I want to say that to say this because. You know, the crime rate increased out here when that gang got so big. And I, 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 I contribute, like I see a lot of the shit that's popping off, and I know it's from the fam. Yeah. And I had to say see, it. But the, see, but the thing is now is, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, the, the feds came through and they, they got a lot of them off the streets, but at the same time, you know, I guess whoever it is, they smart up. And it, it ain't just going to be... Just we're not just gonna be blasting our name out there like that, right? You know that's what gets you. In, that's what gets you in trouble when you start advertising who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's probably somebody that's 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 smart now. That's that's running everything. You know what I'm saying? But they they a lot of them only stick together in the joint. And that they did. They against each other. They against each other. Yeah. That's the thing. That's why. But they still heartless. Yeah. They still clap. Right. They still do what they do. But right. they. Y'all was, you know, and it was like that in there. Yeah. And I was like, y'all, y'all strong. And then this was my thing, like, bro, if y'all, y'all strong, like, come together for the right cause. You know what right I'm saying? Cause. You know, they, they, they did what they did. You know, they had like a little no stealing. You know, they wasn't with the stealing. They was trying to, you know, get money or get what they got on a, on, I ain't gonna say positive level, but they was like, because you had so many numbers, if you take from somebody, you know, yeah. they ain't want to do it like that. Right, that right. was one of their little clauses, and I respected that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm well, like, y'all got the numbers right now. Do it in a righteous way. You know what I mean? Well, it, I heard Fer- Farrakhan say this one time. He said, y'all can be gangs. He said, but if you want to be a gang and you want to threaten somebody, you want to threaten your, if you want to threaten your own people, stand in front of these Chinese stores, these Arab stores. These Jewish stores, uh, any other cultural store that's not black, stand in front of those stores. If you see any of your people walking in those stores, you turn the asses around and send them to your the black owned store right next door. Preach. That's how you do. And what you do is you if you it's what it's what the Italians used to do. The Italians used to protect their businesses and get paid by the business owners for the for the protection. So if you own a, if you got a black owned delicatessen store. Next to an Arab store that sells the same thing they sell: lottery tickets, cigarettes, beer, chips, uh, etc. And they selling it too. But everybody's going there because they ain't about to deal with no black man. You want to be a gang? Us. Scare your people to the next door. Right. Okay. My question, um, based on your extensive experience as a CEO. And then just in general working in the criminal justice field, what advice would you give a new inmate, two parts, mm-hmm. and a newly hired CEO? Well, uh, new inmate that's that's fighting this case or or getting ready to go down the road or it's convicted already, about to do his time. Both. Uh, new inmate that's that's fighting this case, my my advice is to 
don't talk to no more inmates in their voucher effects. Because they trying to, they're looking for a way out. Okay. So if they can if they can have any type of uh leverage leverage to use against you, you may be their key out if if you don't tell them the crime you commit and how you commit it. So zip them lips. Stop talking so much. And don't talk to nobody but your lawyer. Um, new correction officer? Well, before you do that, you uh, said uh, an inmate convicted. convicted. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, all right. Time-wise, if, if, it's, if it's somebody that got life and or is not coming home or maybe he copped out to 20, 30 years because he knew that the other thing was the death penalty or something. Like, for some, for some reason, he felt like he was guilty. You know? Because there ain't no way in hell I'm copping out to 20, 30 years and I ain't do it. And the death penalty behind it. I'm taking it to trial. I'm going to get found guilty. And I got a chance to come back and beat it on appeal. You know what I'm The appeal will probably come before the, the, the death, the, 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 uh, the, the, the gas chamber. Okay. You know, so... But educate yourself while you're down. You got to take it at school. You know what I'm saying? You got to take it at school because I've seen some of the, I've seen some guys come in from the streets that wouldn't work a job, period. They wouldn't work at McDonald's. They wouldn't work at the grocery store, nothing. But they'd get on that child cart and push the child cart and feed 200 guys three times a day just for an extra meal. Not, not no pay wow. for extra meal. So you won't do this for nine to ten dollars an hour, mm-hmm. but you'll do this for extra serving a sweat meat. Wow. My thing, convicted. If you convicted and you going down the road, I feel like do everything you can do to better yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if you convicted, like like he's saying, like you know. If you learn something off that child cart, you might come home and get a food truck. Yeah. But if you learn how to cook this or that, you know what I'm saying? Because the worst thing they did, like, I couldn't pick up. All right, you, y'all know my situation. But the thing about it is the way they got it set up is you have to be five years to the streets before you can attend college in the prison. When I was convicted, I had 15 years. I'm a fucking porter. For 10 years, waiting to go to college. You know what I'm saying? I'm a porter working in the child hall. I can't get a trade like my man said. You know, I can't pick up a trade. So I'm I'm educating myself. I'm staying in the newspapers. I'm staying close right. to the shit that, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, they not offering it to you because the way it's set up is the reentry system. You have to be five years to the street. Yeah. What about people who's convicted doing 20, 15? So they got to do 15 years first before they can... Yeah, if you got 20 years, you got 20 years, you got to do 15 of that. Now your last five, you can go to college. Well, you know, that is is hectic. That is hectic. You got to wait. If you five years to the street in order to to start a college degree while you're in the joint. But those first five, those first 10... 15 years before, or whatever it is, like you said, before the five in to go to, the, to go to college to actually get to your paper. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, self-education is powerful. It's powerful, but Dave, 
See, the thing is, my dilemma was, you know, I'm I'm, I'm interjecting, you know, this your interview, no. but I'm feeling it a little no, bit. No, no, no. All cool. right, so look, I'm fighting my case. Still, I'm trying to get a pill. I'm doing 15 years. My, I didn't I ain't exhaust all my remedies till nine years in. I'm, 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 I'm being a lawyer, not a lawyer, but I'm mm -hmm. telling my lawyer or I'm telling everyone what to say. These remedies wasn't exhausted. So I'm, you know, my homies, they got two years. They're on the pull-up bar. I ain't trying to work out. I'm trying yeah. to go to the law library. Yeah. You know, they working out, trying to get their bodies shaped. Because they, cause they know they're about to touch down. They, they, want, they want that glow. They want that glow. Yeah. But my glow is like, they, I can't, you, you about to go home. I got 15 over my head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm in the law library. I can't worry about physical fitness. Right. You know, I'm getting mental fitness doing all this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're in the law library, let me ask you this. You're in the law library. You got 15 years. Are you in there to fight an appeal? I was appealing my case because okay. I was convicted. Okay. So I was on appeal. Everything was appeal. So you had set, so seven days a week, you was on your case. I ain't going to say seven okay. because stress is a motherfucker yeah, when you I, locked up. Like I ain't yeah. going to say seven. No, because that's how it kicks in. We'll it do. In. It do. So it's like, you know, and sometimes you mentally fatigued. But right. when you wake up or when you shake it off and yeah. be like, let me get on my grind and go, you do it, you know what I mean? You go get to it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't seven days. Yeah. I still, you know what I'm saying, like I take a, you know, a half a day push-ups, right. work out, you know, watch the ball game or, you know what I'm saying, play some cards, you know, well, do the... Well, you know, all it, it comes out to it comes out to a balance, though, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, just like if you was a free, if you were a free man like you are now, mm -hmm. you know, uh, all work and no play, well, well, that would be very stressful. Exactly. You know, you you'll be uh, an irritable person. <laughs> you, you know, you you going against what everybody else in the world is talking about now. You know, they're yeah. like, man, he need to let's light load up. off. Yeah, light up. You know? Yeah, go yeah, light up, man. Like you got seven well, days please, please. Yeah, <laughs> get a book or something. Yeah, get a book or something. Yeah, so, like, you know, you got to change. You got you got to have some fun for yourself sometimes. Exactly. You know, just a, just a okay. I don't uh, five days this week. This week I don't read. Three law books. Oh, exactly. My brain is God. Hey, I'm ready to just. I'm ready to spill all this out now. He get it. He get it. I'm ready to spill it all out. You know what I'm saying? You get it. You know what I'm saying? But your opportunity ain't came for you to spill it out. So now you want to add more because you you're excited about the knowledge that you learn. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So you talking to your homies about it. They listening to you, but they're like, "Hey man, you want to go make this break, man? We about to go over here and get in the pull up." Like you said, like because right. now they, they're like, "Man, this nigga here, he come talking about this lawsuit yeah. again." They're talking about, you know, I'm talking about the... It's something you're excited about, though. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, because you said five years in, now you want to go to school for this. Yeah. Because 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 your personal interests have turned into a hobby now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It turned into your hobby. And when you turn, when you can turn a hobby into work, it won't never be work again. You'll do yeah. it for free. That's deep. And you was doing it for free. Yeah. And that's what they don't offer. You know what I'm saying? And, and with re-entry, like when you come in... The day you enter, the day you're convicted, you should be headed towards reentry. Right. It shouldn't be five years because the numbers they're giving people now, it shouldn't be you on you know five years. You can start these reentry programs and working towards trades and colleges and all that. You know what I'm saying? Because like I ain't learned nothing working in the kitchen. I didn't want learn nothing mopping the floor. It was simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember working at the halfway house. A guy came, uh, one of the dudes needed some money. And uh, 
And he was like, uh, I, I walked past his door and I'm doing my count. I'm like, man, that's a good book. What you, what's that you're reading? He saw it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's called uh, The New Jim Crow. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I was going to, yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, man, let me, let me get it. So, you know, I'm, I worked third shift, second and third shift. So during my third shift, I actually get an extra reading. And it was powerful talking about the prison industrial system, how the new Jim Crow is the jail system. That's the new slavery. You know, about the 13th Amendment. So, you put. so he tried to he tried to sell me the book, right? Because he needed some money. So what I did was I gave him $15. And I said, well, you just hold on to the book and let me read it when I want to read Because you need this more than I do. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in there. You are. You try not to go back to it. You know what I'm saying? So you keep this. This you you could have sold me. You could have sold me your Black Man magazine. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get rid of that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know you gotta understand what you get. Right. What you need that's to offload. The, that's the yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the one to keep. You yeah. dump the smut. Yeah. You gonna yeah. dump the motherfucking girls, girls, girls. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's real talking. Um. We um you definitely coming on. We 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 doing a um podcast on the new Jim Crow. Oh, yeah. We're gonna do one on the thirteenth. It's ironic that you spoke on it. Yeah. Because you're gonna have to sit in, you're gonna have to build with us because we're gonna line all the squad up, you yeah. know, the intellectuals, the you know and we're gonna build on that thirteenth and we're gonna build on that new Jim Crow. I first learned about that new Jim Crow from um no no I had to give him a shout, but uh, Pastor Vernon, he came yeah. down to the, I was in Trumbull Correctional Institute, and he, he put me on to the new Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He from down the way. You know what I'm saying? He's a pastor, you know. Yeah. You know, it's a 50-50. Making some moves. In the Making some moves. Yeah. So, you know, like, and that's not easy. So, what, you, you, you know what? With the new Jim Crow, you got a lot of guys that don't know what the old Jim Crow is. So, that's the, the old Jim Crow must be And um, I was listening to a quote I heard. You don't know that you're in chains until you go to move. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that, I think, ties into (laughs) what you said with guys who don't know. don't know. That's crazy because, I mean, in New Jim Crow, like, you know what I'm saying, like, people who are not working for themselves, like, sometimes I feel like I'm in chains at work. I feel like I'm on a plantation, how I get treated. I don't care a wage or nothing. Yeah, but you, you, you Nat Turner, though. You're and already I playing am. your escape, though. You, you know what I'm saying? Love this guy. You're Nat Turner. Nat you, Turner. You're playing your escape. I love Nat Turner. We, yeah, 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 we can always, we, can, we always had to start off on that plantation. Straight like You know what I'm saying? That's what we was brought into. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, when you, when you, when you ain't, when they ain't looking, that's when you're looking in that book reading. Yeah. And that's what, that's where it's going, man. I'm going to give them a few more years and then it's a wrap. Like, I can't do it. But you got to, you got to have that same mentality you had, like you said. You uh, working on your appeal. This your appeal. You, you, you back, you back doing 15 years right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now you working on, work on your appeal. So when it's time, like, like, man, let's go kick it. Man, you know what, man? Yeah, I got to get myself that together. Man, I don't even want to kick it no more, man. He's he, like, he just want to, he want to try to find a way out of his job. Yeah, okay. that's, that's a bad thing. It's not because you know, <laughs> like we—that's what we gotta be heading towards: self-employment, and that's what we're doing here. You know, what I'm saying on my first case, 
you know, I'm 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 happy the brother P showed up. Oh, this is a great feeling. I'm yeah. I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna say my nipples hard, yeah. but I'm feeling the movement. This is nah, good. Let, me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you something, man, and I'm gonna tell anybody that's listening this. Uh, I tell my son, he he like play video games, and I play I play video games. I like yeah. playing games too. After I'm done working, but the average person has. One of the smartest things in the world in the palm of their hands. Uh, I ain't gonna say 24 hours a day, but as long as they walking around, that boy ain't leaving out their hands or their back pocket. Some people pay anywhere between 50 to 100 dollars a month for that device. Some people is struggling to pay that sale, that bill, when it's due, which is that smartphone. Mm-hmm. I know some people that pay 50 to 100 dollars a month for that smartphone but don't make a single dime when that phone rings. But I know some people that makes thousands of dollars at a time when that phone rings. This is your office right here. This is your own, this is the overhead. A podcast can be re, can be recorded from this thing. Well An application can be built from this thing. A job can be started from this thing. I was yeah. in class, right? I come home from the joint. I'm in class. I just do, um, damn, I can't think of his name. He a rapper. He he renowned in Cleveland. Um, Connie's son. Connie's son, my boy. Lose. I go to college with That's him. That's Old girl say, you know, we was talking about, it was the first day of class. He say, um, because I could have stole this. You know, I stole it. I said it before, yeah. but he was like, how can you be done with a smartphone? Man. Because she was like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And it was like, it's in the palm of your hands. You know what I'm saying? And he said he was going in DHs and yeah. everything. I talked to the guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, when I build, I build. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I said I want to have you on here. I've, because seen, I, I've, you seen, know, I've, I've seen him come through the county when, I was, when we was younger, right? Yeah. And the man he is today is not what he used to be. And that's what it's about. He was a problem. That's what it's about. That's what my first he case is about, Dad. But he himself, <clears throat> I, listen, I seen him when he come in. He was a problem. And then when I was working at the half house, I was working there. He come in, he bringing his his, his his partner some some tennis shoes and some money and some stuff for you know. That just he, his dude just came home. But the guys that was in there coming home was running around the, the front area and they was acting wild. Now his voice was loud, but he told him. He said, "Hey." They say, yo, y'all got another chance at life. Look how y'all acting. He had it then. It messed me up when I heard him speak like that. Because I ain't he seen had it did, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so my second part of the question that mm-hmm. I'd like to come back to. Advice for a new CO. Somebody that just got hired as correction officer. What are you doing it for? Why are you here? If you're here for the money, find another job. If you're here to help people, then you're here for that. There's a lot of correction officers. Like I said, it wasn't for me. I was there for the money. Which could have landed me in jail or dead. That's not right. So, um, uh, and it it goes back to this. Okay, Lucio. But I'm going to just tell you. What I see now is is two places that that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's all in the job. The job security is to the to the through the ceiling, prisons and hospitals. 
I see a lot of women going to school to be nurses, right? But I only want one particular woman poking my veins. The one that cares about you. Not the one that says, oh, a nurse make $25 an hour? I'm about to do that. No, it's not about the money. It's about helping people. Okay. So, back to the correction officer is this. Most of the correction officers you see in the news now, on camera, getting in trouble for beating up guys. We're, we're being bullied in school. They're, right. abusing, they're abusing their power because they can't do that if they see the guys in the streets. Right. They were the ones being bullied before. Now they taking what happened to them and do it on other people. That's that's that that don't have no control over their situation at the time. Mm-hmm. See, and those are the guys that live, they don't live on St. Clair, Superior, Huff, down the way. Harvard, Kinsman. They live in Parma, North Olmstead, places like that. So they're not going to see these, bump into these guys in the malls or the gas station like we do. Mm-hmm. I'm getting off work at 1130 at night with my uniform on at the gas pump and I see guys all the time. P, man, what's up, baby? I just got off. I said, I know I ain't seen you down there. I bumped, I ain't been down there in 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, everywhere I got to go somewhere, I be at the restaurant or something. I see a guy, man, Pete, you ain't down there no more. I said, no. He said, man, I sure do wish you was down there. I said, I said, why? You ain't even in there no more. Right, right. Man, what you, you, you want me to go back down so you can come back down? <laughs> I'm like, man, yeah. enjoy your freedom, baby. You know no what I'm saying? Doubt, no doubt. You know, no so, man. I mean, I, I, I even had guys that I didn't know that was in the joint for some other, from, they, went, they went past me. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't meet every inmate. I only met certain certain few of them. And they went to the joint, or they've been in the joint before I was correctional officer. And what happened was, you know, I built a relationship with certain inmates. So I'm like, man, I'll stay in touch with you. I got, a, I got the app on my phone right here called JPay. JPay? JPay is a communication app. You email inmates that's in the prison system. You can email them. You can send them stamps. You can uh, you send them pictures and things like that. So I send guys pictures, stamps. You know, so I put money on people, certain people's books. Not everybody, because I can't, I, you know, it become a bill. Right. You know, so I've had guys come home. I see them in the club. Man, you pee, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know this dude. Man, I was locked up with my dude, Rob, man. Man, he showed me the pictures. He was in Myrtle Beach kicking it, man. We appreciate that, man. We, Man, that was life, man. I'm like, man, I, man what you want to drink? Man, get him a bottle. I'm like, damn. My girl, like, you know him? I said, no. He said he was locked up. He knew my dude. Seen some pictures, baby. It helps, and you know, like that's something that um the app. What was that you sent? JPay. No, uh, JPay. It's another one they got uh called Flick Shop. Or what oh yeah, it? yeah, Flick Shop. It's yeah. Flick Shop. It's yeah. new. You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all fucking with that uh fucking with the homies locked up, fuck with Flick Shop because it is life. You know, I, I did time like seeing seeing pictures, seeing y'all right. living out here, seeing proms. You know, seeing your kids grow up, like, you know, yeah. fuck with the guys that's behind the walls. And um, you got JPay, you got Flick Shop, you got all that. <laughs> Do it for them, you know, look out for them, you know what I'm saying? But this is what I tell people too, bro. I tell people this all the time. You, people, you got a cell phone, you got Instagram on your phone, you got Facebook on your phone, you got Twitter on your phone, you got Snapchat on your phone. Download JPay, it's free. Mm-hmm. 
Add your people. Put they put they inmate number on there. Yeah, cause Adam. Everybody inmate. got one or right. two. And when you upload that same picture to Instagram, shoot it to them. Shoot it to them. Cause you got them stop saying shit. Man, that, that, listen. And guess what? The the money don't even mean a thing all the time. It's bigger. Than people me. like hearing their name called at a joint for a good reason. Yeah. Robinson, you got mail. Yeah. Oh. Somebody care about me. Somebody, yeah. It don't got to be no money. You go first check, though. You go yeah, first look on the back for money, money yeah. on there. Yeah. But, but that's it. You know that, but you still going to read that and yeah. you going to feel it. And then, you know, it's space age, even in there now. So even if they don't call your name, you go to the computer, computer yeah. and you check like on your JPEG. Well, like, you got, you got a couple, you got a couple motherfucking photos, yeah. or you got a video, or just like yeah, I was yeah. thinking about you. It's life; it breathes life into you, yeah. and it helps. So, you know what I'm saying? Coming from my end, you know what I'm saying? Or you know and, what I'm saying? And, and and what I found out, especially working at the halfway house, was that like you said, the, the guys and the women that received those emails and those letters and stuff like that, they came home on a more positive note than they did if you don't get it. Because you come out into the world feeling like nobody give a fuck about you. Yes, that's the support system. Yes, that's support system. And that's, that's, that's the plan right here. So that's what we all about right now. We about the support system. We about giving back. So we about the youth. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? If you know, We might catch a couple younger listeners. You know what I'm saying? What would you tell them, like, in, in, in retrospect, Dave, like, from your perspective as a correctional officer, what would be your insight or what would be your, just, what would you tell them? Like, what would be your advice to them? The only thing that's going to make you a good leader is who you follow. You got to make sure the person that you follow ain't leading you down a, a razor into an alcohol river. Wow, that's pretty profound. If you slide down a razor on your back into an alcohol river, you know how that's going to feel? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just telling you, you want a razor and alcohol, just no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you just you, you got to make sure you know you got to look at you know you got to look at two things: where they coming from and where they headed to. You you may have a guy that had a hard time as a youth, but you got to look and see how he changed and what he did. Learn from people's mistakes. A perfect person really can't teach me nothing. I want to know about the people that fail. I want to know what made you fail. You got to be not scared to fail. My goal is to fail. So you can learn. Because I'm going to mess around and succeed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I'm trying to succeed. I'm trying to succeed. You're going to keep failing. No. Take the shot and fail. Mm. That reminds me of a quote I just read you today, gotta, too. Okay. Hey. Um, it said, you got to tell people about the mountains you climb because your words could become a survival guide in somebody else's book. No, for sure. You gotta tell them about it. They got. They need to know because it, the climbing mountains ain't no easy task. Right. I used to always hear practice make perfect. No, it don't. It makes improvement. I ain't seen nothing perfect. It makes improvement. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Uh, have, have y'all seen? Uh, have y'all seen? Uh, have y'all seen uh, Killer Mike special on Netflix? I have. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, it was powerful. When he went to the elementary school and he told the, he asked, uh, the teacher, he asked the he asked the the, the principal. Can I talk to the youth? So what can you talk to them about? I want to talk to them about uh, jobs and, and things, you know, what they want to do when they grow up and things like that. The, the principal told him basically, no, you need to go talk to the people, the older people that, that can't find the jobs and stuff now. He basically saying, no, 
the reason they can't find it now is because nobody reached them when they was this age. You got to start right here. It's, it might be too late for them up there. Even though it's never too late. But you want to, you know what I'm Facts. saying? Facts. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. I know, thank you. We ain't rapping this one. We're not. He ain't got to go nowhere. Yeah, we gonna have another drink. We not rapping this one up. I'm now, going. I got to look. Whatever y'all want. <laughs> no, we're going to keep this one whatever going. Whatever y'all want. You always talking organic, <laughs> and we're going to get organic. Yeah. 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 I mean, because it's, 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 it's it, hey, you know what? I mean, because it could be a part two, three, four. This, I mean, and exactly this, like we gonna look forward thing. to having you on here. You know what I'm saying? This is my first case. You know, uh, we brought it back a little bit. He he got into a little something, but he didn't catch his first case. This guy, you know what I'm saying? This this is a good friend of mine. I was so close many a time. Yeah, I'm and, thankful, and, I'm thankful. and 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 you gotta big that up. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't escape it. We deal with felons on here. Like, we've dealt, you know, all our past episodes, everyone has a case. You breaking the barrier right now, you know what I'm saying, because of, you know what I'm saying, everything that you got going on. And at the end of the day, we like to bring it back around to where you are in your life now. Right. So, you know, outside of you being a correction officer, you have other endeavors that have succeeded, right? Oh, yeah. That's why I ain't got to do it no more. Exactly. So, you know, we want to give you your props for that. You know what I'm saying? We'd like to, we have to, it's mandatory because that's the reason you're here because you didn't catch your first case. You dealt with the inmates. You did a lot. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we thankful for having you here on our podcast. And, um, I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, I was, uh, I talked to my dude the other day. We was talking about gun license, right? Because I guess they they changing the law now to where you don't have to have a uh, uh, you, you don't have to have a gun license to to carry a pistol. Mm-hmm. But you can't be a felon to have it though. Mm-hmm. So say for instance, you don't have to go to school to, to take a class, but you still carry. It, but it has to be seen. So you got to walk around like looking like a cowboy. Okay. They want to they want to know you got it on. So. Go back a little bit. So you saying if you don't have what? If you if 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 you have a felony, you can't have a gun. Period. Period. Okay. But if you don't have a gun license, you can still carry, but it has to be seen. Okay. okay. So you have to have it on the holster that's outside. See, see, because the police, what they want to what they want to know is that you if you got it on you. Okay. You know, I got my license, so every time I get pulled over. What I do is I tell them, hey, listen, I'm licensed. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm licensed. I have it on me or I don't have it on me. And guess what? That done got me out of plenty of tickets. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because now he's relieved. Mm-hmm. My father was a police officer. I can't relate to all these cops that's killing people for no reason, especially the white cops. But I can relate to what he told me. He said, son, it felt so good to make a homie all at night because when I pulled a car over, I didn't know when I walked up to it whether they was going to shoot me or not. Wow. That's, That's a correction. When I was a correction wow. officer, when I was a correction officer, mm-hmm. I was a correction officer. He was still a police officer, Cleveland mm-hmm. Heights, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working in the dorm. And he worked first shift at the police dorm. I worked second shift. So I go to work about three, five o'clock in the evening. I'm there at work. Guy come in, a new a new commit. 
That's that's what the, the, the inmates is. The, the, the new commits they come in. The new commits come in with they low they they uh blanket, they wrap ups and everything else. He look at my name. They gonna say, P. I said yeah. He gonna say, your father uh. He said you know you know somebody working uh sudden such. As a, as a police, I say that's my dad. He gonna say, that's your father. I say yeah. He gonna say man. Do you know he took the answer to me as pizza before he broke us down here? Oh. <laughs> I said yeah. So you know the guy got to know me because he wound up doing he wound up doing about five months down there. Uh-huh. He gonna say man, I see where you get it from, brother. Wow. Like I said no because you know the one reason I'm not down at that kind of, at the jail no more, and I'm not gonna go into those facilities and do that anymore is because I can't do my job effectively. For one. It's not my rules to be made up to how to re- rehabilitate these guys. Mm-hmm. So my thing, what 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 I know and how to help them is going totally against what they want to be taught to these guys. Okay. So, and then another thing is this: is if you're an inmate and we give you your, your we give you your meal at, at five o'clock in the evening, and on your tray you have some meat, some potatoes, some grains, or like string beans, and maybe some cornbread. And then they give you, say, a, a, a piece of fruit and maybe some cookies, right? You eat your meal, but you save your fruit and your cookies for a snack for later on at night because this is the last meal until 6 o'clock in the morning. You may be a person that don't have any commissary at all. So now my job as correction officer, what they told me what to do is... 30 to 40 minutes after you serve them a meal, you got to go in their rooms and make sure they ain't not hiding any food nowhere. So now I'm taking food out these guys' mouths and all they're trying to do is just survive for the night. Wow. So when you said that um, what they want them to be taught goes against what you would like to see or what you would like to see happen. So yeah. I guess my question is what would you change if you had the authority, if you was a, the warden of the prison? Um, what would you like to see change about the culture, the, the facility? Well, coming home, well, all right, well, not the county's part, but the rehabilitation part, coming from prison or even in the prison system. Once you're convicted, most most fellas most fellas have an entrepreneur mindset. They're not the only reason they they only reason they they're fellas because they went against the laws that somebody else made up. You know they want to they they want to they want to they want to be their own boss. And they, they have been their own boss, but you're just doing it the wrong way. You know, you got guys that's that, that's, that's that's going to jail for selling uh selling uh selling some crack, you know, because it's available, and that's the way to make some money. But me, just me personally, I mean, you give me some Vaseline, I'm gonna find a lot of ashy motherfuckers and sell it to them. <laughs> wow. Give me a case of, give me, a, let me find a good case of Vaseline, a hundred jars, 
at a good price, at about sixty-nine cent a jar. Guess what? It's gonna be a dollar sixty-nine for me. And that's the entrepreneurial mindset. <laughs> it's not what you do; it's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, but the thing is, like I said, oh, like, most of the people that's in there are entrepreneurs. You know, another thing that has to change is the school systems because the school systems are baby prisons. Really? Yes. Elaborate. Well, you go to school Monday through Friday, right? Yes. When you get in class, you got to ask the teacher to go to, to go to either to the bathroom or she tell you what time you got to go to lunch, right? Right. When you're in, when you're in early uh, education, they tell you when to go to sleep and when to wake up too, right? Correct. So they schools are teaching you two things: how to be how to prepare for a job or even prison. Because mm-hmm. in at lunch you sit at tables and you got a certain amount of time to eat the food, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even enough because every kid I know now, when you pick them up from school, first thing they hungry. They're still hungry. Like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the school and, and and I don't know if y'all know or. The, the person that's listening, if you just just take a look at a lot of the new elementary schools that they build, a lot of high schools too, they look like a lot like federal penitentiaries. The high schools, yeah. They might have the same developers or something, but they look they look a lot like them. But it's 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 a it's a, and a lot of schools are got, got dress codes now. Yes, mm-hmm. the so vast majority of them. The got dress codes. Yeah, I have issues with dress codes. But it's a, but it's a, it's, a, it's a system. It's a system. Same thing. I don't agree. I don't agree with the juvenile system. The juvenile justice system. No, because because you either gonna make or break a juvenile when they get them in there. They once you get them in there and they and they get two or three years in the juvenile system. When they come home, they either be like, I ain't dealing with this no more, or they gonna say, That's all. That's all prison is about. I'm about to go take a bigger risk now. And it's so ironic that you say that because we speak on that a lot on my first case because we deal with uh, people's first case and a lot of people's first cases are juvenile cases. So do you think that once a person feels like, oh, I can survive prison or I can survive the juvenile system, that they feel like, I can continue to commit crimes or I can continue to live this lifestyle because I know the consequences and oh, yeah because because they're looking at it goes back to who they following again too if they see this person brand new Mercedes Benz brand new trucks brand new you know the risk is worth clothes, the reward they looking like man he looking good but he just all he did was three years he came home and he looking right back to so you was. think the risk is worth the reward yeah, yeah. Because listen, prison systems—it's a joke. I hate this. I hate this. I hate the. I don't. I'm not against my fellow inmates, and well, not my fellow inmates, but my because I lo- I love a lot of the guys. I love a lot of my dudes. It's like the, real niggas, like yeah. real, yeah. So I'm not against them. I'm not. I, I'm not. What they doing? Like yeah, what they doing? Like they in there. And they don't have a lot of trade skills or whatever. Like some niggas don't they know how to do a sell dope. Like let's not like we're in the organic field, right? Yeah. Yeah, we passed our threshold. So we talking organically now. All right. But let me ask you this though, Rob, you did fifteen years in the joint, right? Yeah. Imagine this. Imagine if they took away in the prison system. Imagine they took away phone calls. Imagine they took away visits. Imagine they took away a lot of the privileges that you have. 
in a joint. Man, you're not going back? No. If you know no. you can't never get a visit or never get a phone call home, when you yeah. go back out into the streets, you, you don't know. think twice about making that mistake you made because prison is, they don't, they're making it comfortable for you in there. And that's where I'm at now, Dad. Like, you know, it was it got tough, but like you know, like when you see like your people start getting older, your kids get older, like you start missing milestones in people's life. You don't want right. to sacrifice that again. But and you know only, what I'm saying? And one of the best, and, and and right now, like you said, you missing the missing the milestones and getting older. But only thing that 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 keep you sane is because every now and then, every now and then they can come see you. Yeah, or or you could talk to them every now and then on the phone. But if they took all of that away from you, mm-hmm. you gonna think twice about going back in there again. Hell yeah, and I you don't have dudes like that. I heard they got iPads and stuff in some of the prisons now. They do iPads and and video games. Uh, 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 all you can watch all the movies and TV shows and stuff in there. Like I mean, it was a. Uh, I, it was a guy that I came across when I was working in uh, in the county. No, the halfway house. He was a foreign guy. I think he was from, uh, he was like a, a Russian guy. He had a Ukrainian or something like that. But he was saying, he was laughing. He said, man, that prison system is a joke. Oh, wow. Let me tell you. So <clears throat> I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with Dr. Issa. You hear that case? Issa. Yeah, I think he's from Israeli or something. He had a serious case. Okay. He came down to trouble where I was at. You know, like you said, when you're fortunate, you can bribe, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Certain if you got the if you got the money. Right, right. So he kept marijuana, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You know me being me. You know. Yeah, he was a high profile profile yeah. case, but he kept marijuana. He liked it how I moved. Yeah. He, you know, he had caught like maybe 30, 40 years. He was a doctor. And I don't know exactly his case, but, um, like, damn, I kind of got mixed up. But his, but long story short, we, we, we vibed. We, yeah. we got a bond, you know what I'm saying? Because, but he was a real live doctor, but he was from Israeli. But we used to smoke marijuana. We used to talk, hang out. But, um, we were talking about the prison system, how, how it's in, different. Our prison system is different from something. Yeah, he was like, it, he was. It was a joke to him. He he had these hiding spots for yeah. his weed. He was like, oh, this is a cakewalk. You know, they, the yeah. men in black, the SRTs, as we spoke on earlier, they would come through, and he would be the only one with weed after that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He didn't go to the hole. He because he he was like, oh, it's a joke. He found ways. Through the system because it was so sweet to him. As according, like we had actual toilets, and what they had in Israeli or whatever, they had dug up ditches right. where you had to defecate. Oh, yeah. That's the word oh, for yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. They had to shit in like yeah. ditches and all that. They was like this was luxury to them. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So some guys is like they really really comfortable in these situations. And that's what it, that's what I, listen the, the, the jails man. It more, I mean, I, I, I just say federal though. I know guys that went to places where they had prisons that didn't even have gates up or, or fences up. Right. They were able to walk off the campus to, to go wherever they needed to go. Like, 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 man, it almost made me want to take the chances. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you 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 making much money on the streets and it's like but that's it's, the risk. Like, okay. it's enticing. It's in, it's look, it's yeah, for sure you do. <laughs> Yeah, it's, but it's enticing because you got guys coming. You got guys coming home and telling you how simple this is. Yeah, 
man, you come. I want you to come home and tell me, like, man, that shit was hell. It was hell, like, man. Fuck the shebangs. Man. Fuck the breakdowns. No, ain't none of that. You don't get no commissary, nothing. Yeah. No commissary. No commissary. No phone calls. And no, and no, only phone calls you get is lawyer calls. And no visits. Oh, that's hard. Lawyer visits. Or, or visit from the, from your reverend. That's harsh. You're not going back to jail. No. You're not going back. It, over in Libya, where Gaddafi was the, the, the king, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they killed him because they said they didn't like the way he treated his people. Right. But Gaddafi, his laws was, he lived by his Quran. And his Quran, his God, Allah, he basically said, you know, it's an eye for an eye, tooth, a tooth for a tooth. You get caught stealing, we cut your hand off. You get caught uh, lying, you couldn't, we taking a teeth out or a tongue. You get caught killing, you get killed. <laughs> so, eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Yeah. So the, the crime was below the ground. It was, it was, there was no crime, if crime at all. Because of the punishment. Be- because of the punishment. But with the, with the, with the crime, what he accommodated for his strict laws, which he carried out by his God, was free health care, free education. Nobody was homeless. And if you, and when you got married, he gave the husband and wife land and cattle to start their to start their family businesses with gold. I'm Big up. No, 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 no. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to bring this around because I know you got a, you know, things to do. And um, I'm just thankful. I'm, I'm blessed just to hear your words. It was it was a, more than a blessing. Oh, yeah. You know, I had like, fun, man. Yeah, and you know, we like, you know, like every brother don't give a brother flowers when they can smell them. They wait till oh, it's yeah. too late. And that ain't what I'm into. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, I done wasted a lot of time. I just got to give you your flowers. I got to give you your big ups. We, uh, Thank you for coming on my first case. And um, your word's going to be heard because you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now, listen. Like, seriously, no, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's very rare that you find somebody that come home after all that time mm-hmm. and and smiling the way he smiled. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like you said, the, the flowers, while you can smell them, that's a good thing right there. You need to be an example for a lot of the guys. Because I, I know another guy, one of my other dudes that just came home for doing 15 years. He wasn't home three months and went back and got 20 more. Right. And I, I witnessed that too. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to do. But like, you know, I love people, Dave. And you a good person. I'm a great, good judge no, of character. Sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I look forward to being around you, hanging out much more, and doing positive shit because where we at in our life, you know what I'm saying? Like, straight like that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I thank you for the accolades, and you get much accolades. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. You man. know what I'm saying for not having a case on my first case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My That's first what. Case, baby. You know this is my first case, and this guy don't have a case, but he's chopping it up with us. You know what I'm hey, saying? I he can build God. with us. I thank I thank God on a daily basis. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is for, is for my is for my breath, it's mm. for my sight, it's for everything I can, my feelings. I can hear, I can feel, and then when I, when I, as I lay myself down at night, I thank God. I didn't. I thank God that I'm survived and I'm not catching no cases. You know, I'm gonna tell you. I'm. I'm gonna tell you when I'm. I'm gonna tell you a case I caught. Right. 
And oh, then, you did catch it first. I'm going to tell you the case I caught. Don't do it. Don't do it. Give it to me. I'm going to tell you the case I caught. It's not, it, in, this, in, it, in, the, in the statute of limitations, it's still in effect for this. What? You know what? You're the you most versatile guest we've had. Like, so, you so, were still in some, some... No, so me and my brother was, me, me my brother was driving. We was kicking it one night. We were down on West 6, right? And uh, he, he, he driving a... Uh, 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 a charger with the Hemi in there. I'm talking about it's the it's the biggest one in there. Yeah. So he, he a fast car driver. He loved that. Right. He loved him hit a motor right. So we, we we pull up in a parking lot right there next to uh the Barley House, and uh you know the guys they park the cars at the, at the thing. Say so give us keys. We'll park the car. My brother Eric and he said, Nah, I'm gonna park my car myself, man. I don't want you to have my keys. So he tells them to park right there. But we sit the whole time. We we got a little pint of Paul Masson. This is Paul Masson time. Yeah, it's a Paul Masson yeah. time. And, right. and he drives. This is just a few years ago. Okay. He driving, and I'm on the passenger side, so he he, he drew back into the parking space. So we sitting there just sipping. So my brother see a, a Challenger drive fast in the parking lot. So he want to shake the shake the lot with the motor. So we sipping, we just laughing. And he's like, that ain't got no Hemi in it. That ain't got no Hemi in it. Next <laughs> thing I know, he gonna he gonna uh, that we look up. Police lights right in front of us. I'm like, oh shit. I said, uh, I know he ain't got no license, right? Bro, he ain't got no license. He ain't got no license. Okay. So now, you know, that's probably called search the car. Now we got this liquor in here. So we got we got two cups full like this. Both cups full? Of of, of that of with, the ball, yeah. with a Palmasano bottle bottle in the car. So I'm like, give me your cup. He said, what you going to do with it? You going to drink it? You going to drink all that? I said, now give it to me. So I drank. You downed it? Did I, you take both I, cups? I downed my mines. All right. And I took his cup and I poured it into the floor. He going to say, the carpet. I said, man, fuck that carpet. <laughs> right, yeah. So we still got the other, whole other bottle. So I got the bottle. I'm trying to fumble with the bottle and pour that out, too. Now, by this time, the police officer up on us. So I had to just drop the bottle because I didn't want him to think I was rich for a gun. Okay. So put the bottle on your side of the seat. So on my side of the seat now. So All I right. told him I said I'm gonna take the I take the open container. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you are they already gonna they already probably gonna give you some issues about not having the lights behind the wheel. So you can't take open container and, and the license. Now you true. got a DUI. Yeah. Right. So so they they, they pull us they they, they pull it over. They want to take him to jail for uh, child support plus the driving under suspension, and they give me open container ticket. So I'm, I thought, I said, man, I thought you didn't, did you have to go to jail? Excuse me. Did you have to go to jail that night? No, he said you was lucky. Okay. He said I was lucky. I had my life. Finish up. Finish up. So, he, so, so I called my lawyer, you know, Monday, that Monday. I said, oh, I got this, uh, this open table ticket. He was like, what was you doing, Dad? So he told me, I guess he said it, it, I, can, I can get up to six months or whatever case it be. I'm not sure what it was. So I'm like, I'm taking that to trial. Mm-hmm. So we in court. He said, "You sure you want?" That? I said, "Yeah," because I ain't want none of that shit on my record, man. Right, right. right. So he like, "All right, we're gonna take the trial." So whose was it? I said, "Man, we gave my dude a, drive, a ride home. He was drunk as shit. He couldn't drive. And he left his bottle in the backseat of the motherfucking car." Right. So we in the courtroom, and the judge looking at me, and they laughing. Everybody in there for traffic tickets, like, "They said you really gonna waste our time taking this to trial?" Yeah. I said, "Yes." I mean, what you mean? Y'all gonna waste my time for six months of my life if I gotta if I gotta go down for this? So I said, my lawyer, my, my lawyer, this is my dude I went to school with. He uh, he a magistrate in East Cleveland. He like uh, this this case was caught in East Cleveland. No, it was downtown. But he 
He just he went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland. He's still okay. a lawyer all over, but he all was right. a So he like, uh, he like, well, Dad, I got some good news and bad news for you. <laughs> I said, what's that? He said, uh, depending on which one you want first. I said, man, give me the bad news. Maybe the good news can, can sugarcoat the bad news. <laughs> he said, well, the bad news is you owe me $375. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good news is <laughs> your case dismissed. Straight away, like Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. And no that was bro. my first case, baby. My first <laughs> case. Great outro, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for fucking with us. Oh, my guy, P. Good looking up, man. You coming sure. back. He coming back when we do the third tape. He definitely going to be on the panel. I'll be back. And this is my guy, man. It's much love. For We're sure. going to wrap this one up. My first case, man. That was real. It's always real when I fuck with you, though. Yeah, already, man. Come on, computer girl. Get us off Thank of you so air. much for coming on. I learned so much. Knowledge is definitely power. And I feel empowered after this um, interview. So in-depth. Thank you right. so and much. Thanks. my final thing is, give your guys flowers when they can smell them. Like, don't come to the funeral. Like, we here now. Give it to them now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't dick riding. It ain't nothing, you know? When you yeah. got authentic motherfuckers, you got to show them love. Yeah, because ain't no sense of me dying with the flower. The flower's going to die, too. You might as well give them to me while I can't smile. Straight like Absolutely. that. Yeah. And if you got somebody that's in, that's locked up right now, show them support. Yeah, love them. Hug yeah. Yeah. When they come home, it could be, you know, you know, it, it, you got to understand, them people were smart when they went in. They was they was smart, but they made a, they fumbled. They had a smart, uh, 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 depending on what they, and like we said, we talked about the new Jim Crow. That's that's the plantation right now. Like we come from slavery. Y'all know Nat Turner's. He talked about it. Y'all know that's the new plantation. That's how they're making their money. And on our, I, I I know this was on our first episode. I told you Michael Jordan invested in prisons, and you was like, what? What? I said it's kind of smart actually, because I mean. Why not, go with, why not go with a bread at? Bob Barker did. Yeah. I mean, you, I you, mean you, this, you, is, you this is a wise investment because we talk about, this is what we do over here on my first case. We bring up the recidivism rate. We tell you, a motherfucker, like, if you do the numbers, we crunch your numbers. You're going to return if you don't wise enough. Hey, Master P did. Why wouldn't you? It's smart the, money. Global, global tail link. Smart money, y'all. Imagine if you could have came up with JPay. Exactly. That number Instagram for, for the prisons. You hear me? <laughs> we talking that talk on my first case. Y'all can fuck with us or y'all can't. But guess what? We here now. Yeah. We'll check for y'all. All right. Really? Yep. Rap. That's P. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right.